want you to take your Bibles tonight once again, once again, and I want you to turn to the book of Galatians. Galatians chapter number five in your Bibles, we have read this same scripture for probably the last, at least the last three Sunday nights, but we're going to read it again, and, uh, and every time we read it, we get something new, and that's the case tonight, and so we're talking about the fruit of the Spirit, and I'm going to be honest with you, church, eventually we're going to get there, but not tonight, okay, all right? And uh, there's just too much. I mean, there's just too much good stuff here to pass over. And so once again, we're going to lay a little foundation and then Lord willing, eventually we're going to, we're going to make it to the fruit of the spirit. And uh, I know we talked about love a little bit and it seems like we've went back a little, a little. So anyway, let's look at it though. Galatians five, when you find it in your, your Bibles, if you're able to stand, let's stand tonight out of respect for the reading of God's word. Galatians chapter five, we're going to start in verse number 16. And, uh, and the Bible says in verse 16, this I say then, walk in the spirit and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to the other so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. But if ye, let it be, but if ye be led of the spirit, you're not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like, of the which I tell you before, as I've also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Verse 22, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lust. If we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. You may be seated tonight and we want to carry on with this subject a little bit. And, 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 and you know, we, we have cut up a little bit and laughed a little bit about eventually getting there. But, but in all seriousness, don't, whatever you do, don't miss tonight because it is vital. It's absolutely vital and uh, it could be the Lord will have us stay longer in the introduction than he will in just discussing the fruit. So we'll see what happens. But let's go to the Lord, and we're going to jump into this. It's going to be incredibly uh, simple tonight, and, uh, but, but, it's, uh, but I believe it'll be a simple truth that'll help you a lot. So let's go to the Lord. Father, thank you for giving us a wonderful day. Uh, how can it already be preaching time on Sunday night? Lord, it seems like the day has flown by at about 150 mile an hour and so, Lord, you've been so, so good to us today. Thank you for saving souls today. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for challenging. Oh, Lord, I, I just want to testify and say thank you for the tears that were on the altar this morning. And, Lord, it was just good. It was good to see people get stirred up. It's good to see people get burdened about their loved ones and about their family members. Lord, it's good to see people believe that there is a heaven to gain and there's a hell to shun. Lord, it's good to see people believe that this book is true, and it is. And so, Holy Spirit, as we go just a little further tonight, as we're talking about the ministry of the Spirit of God, and especially the fruit of the Spirit, God, teach us tonight. We need it. We need it desperately, especially in this old wicked world in which we're living. We need all the truth. We need all the help we can get tonight. And so, Heavenly Father, knit our hearts together now, and save the lost, 
Maybe some of those that came this morning, as Miss Tina said, and raised their hands, and yet they did not respond to the invitation. Maybe they're watching tonight, and God, maybe even tonight, they'll come to a saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus. And so, Lord, have your way, and I pray that you'll be pleased. We pray for your power and your anointing. We love you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. In Jesus' name, we pray, and for his sake, and all God's people said, amen. We've learned some really, really good things here in our study so far. Look at Galatians 5, verse 16. Paul said, this I say then, walk in the Spirit, walk in the Spirit. Well, well, that was, a, that, that was a great lesson, walk in the Spirit. It's not enough to step. It's not enough to take a step. Uh, we're to walk. It's that idea of being active. It's that idea of expending spiritual energy. Um, we're, we're to walk. We're getting involved. We're, uh, don't just take a step by coming on Sunday morning. Man, walk by coming Sunday night. By the way, that's what you're doing. And I applaud you, and I'm, I'm proud of you, and I appreciate you. Uh, but we're to, we're to be busy. And I know sometimes your loved ones don't understand that. And they're like, what? You mean y'all go back on Sunday night? Yeah. And you mean to tell me you go back on Wednesday night? Yes. And you mean to tell me you go at 945 for Sunday school? That's right. And there sometimes they look at you sort of cross-eyed. And they're like, man, what is that about? It's called walking in the Spirit, not just taking a step. And definitely not lying down. Walk in the Spirit. And so we must be careful to walk in the Spirit. It's that idea of spiritual activity. But then last week we learned this, that it's the works of the flesh that make life incredibly complicated. I'm going to tell you something, church. I don't think I'm going to get away from that lesson anytime soon. Honestly, I think probably, and I I preached that message last Sunday night. I re-preached that message Thursday night at Little Elkin because I felt so strongly about it. And we had an incredible service at Little Elkin. And uh, I believe that's a life-changing truth. And we, we read about those works of the flesh in Galatians 5, verses uh, 19 through, uh, through 21 there. And it's that long, long list that just keeps like, like keeps, it seems like it just goes on and on and on and on. 17, 17 works of the flesh and then we get to Galatians 5.22, and there are nine fruit of the Spirit. And so we find that every one of those works of the flesh just complicate the life and weigh down the, the Christian life. The more that you cultivate a life given to the flesh, the more complicated your life and my life is going to be. And so some wonderful truths. But I want to go a little further tonight. Some things we learn here about the fruit in Galatians chapter five, uh, five and that I want to show you tonight. How about this? Number one, again, I told you this is going to be simple tonight. Number one, fruit, now think about it, fruit is visible by sight. Fruit is visible by sight. Now, real quickly, I want to call a little time out. And before I get into that and before I sort of uh, unpack that for you, I also want to say very quickly that flesh is also very visible. And so fruit is visible by sight, but flesh is too. In fact, look back at your Bible, Galatians chapter five, and look what Paul says to the church here in verse number 19. Paul says in Galatians 5, 19, now the works of the flesh are what? They're manifest, they're manifest. It's the Greek word phaneros, and it means this. It means shining, it means apparent, it means outwardly, it means to be plainly recognized or known. And so Paul says this, the works of the flesh are plainly known. The works of the flesh, they shine. I mean, they're gonna come out. 
They're going to be visible. You're not going to, you know, you can, you can sort of live that secret life, you know, where you're, you're telling everybody you're saved and yet you're living, you're cultivating a life given to the flesh. And what the Bible is saying is this, it's going to come out. It is, it is going to be, it's going to be manifest. You're going to have a hard time keeping it hid is what the Bible's telling us there. Now, let that be a challenge to every one of us here tonight that if you live in the flesh, it's going to be found out. Now, I'm going to be just, I'm going to take a minute and I'm going to be very controversial tonight. And I am not, I'm not a controversial preacher and I don't just, uh, it's just not my style. I don't get up in the pulpit and try to find things that I can preach about that are controversial and things that are going to, that, that I know are going to make people mad. I don't, I, I just, that's just not me. I don't, that's not what I do. I don't want to make you mad. I want to help you. But I do want to, I do want to address something. There's a brand new movie coming out. And it's called Jesus Revolution. And I just, listen, this is all I'm going to say. You, you, you do what you want to do. You follow the guidance of the Holy Spirit. But I would just, at the very least, I would say, be sure you follow the Holy Spirit when you go see, before you go see that. Now, you say, preacher, why would you say that? Let me tell you what. The movie, Jesus Revolution, is all about. It heralds the life of a man by the name of Lonnie Frisbee. He is the star in the movie. Lonnie Frisbee is what the movie is about. And he is a hippie evangelist back in the 60s. And, uh, but, but here again, don't trust me on this. Just go check it out for yourself and you'll find out what I'm telling you is the truth uh, you see, the works of the flesh are manifest. The works of the flesh are visible, and it's fairly documented that Lonnie Frisbee was living a very perverted lifestyle even while preaching. Just go back. Again, don't, don't take my word for it. Just go Google it, and you'll find this out, that Lonnie's, Lonnie Frisbee's reputation was he partied hard on Saturday night and preached on Sunday morning. Not only that, Lonnie Frisbee was involved in a life of homosexuality. And some know this and some don't, but Lonnie Frisbee died of AIDS. Now, the only reason I'm telling you that tonight is this, but it makes a great illustration. The works of the flesh are manifest. You can, you, listen, you can get up and you can tell everybody you're a preacher. You can tell everybody you're an evangelist. You can get up and tell everybody, listen, I'm a deacon of such and such a church or I'm a Sunday school teacher. But if you are living a life that cultivates the works of the flesh, you know what? Eventually it's going to come out. The Bible says in Numbers 32, 23, and be, be sure your sin will find you out. So again, I just wanted to, I just want us to understand that, uh, that the works of the flesh are manifest. Hey, young people, can I just challenge you real quickly tonight uh, and just, just be careful. Be careful what you do and, and where you go and, and who you hang around and, and, the, and the things that you do. And you say, preacher, nobody is going to know about it. And, and mom and dad are never going to find out. And, and the church will never know. And listen, that is that. That is the, the lie that Satan tells you that it's just going to be between you and nobody else and nobody's going to know and mom and dad aren't going to know and the youth pastor's not going to know and preacher will never find out and nobody will ever know and I'm telling you uh, that could be, that, 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 is the, that is the biggest lie straight out of the pit of hell. If Satan can get you involved in the works of the flesh, I can promise you this, he has no, uh, he has no plans to keep it secret. He wants to bring it out and make it public. 
And so the works of the flesh are, are, are visible. By the way, by the way, that Jesus revolution, Brother Terry and Miss Laura Lee live just right over the mountain here in Alexander County. And there's a, uh, there's a, uh, there's a cult group that live just right there called the 12 tribes. And, uh, and uh, out of that Jesus revolution, that's where they came from. You say, oh, come on, preacher. You just study all that out for yourself. And I'm done with that. That's my controversial section tonight. We're done, all right? Listen to me. The works of the flesh are visible, but so also is the fruit of the Spirit. You can't miss it. Uh, I wrote this down. It's the thing that is different between fruit and vegetables. Did you notice that your Bible does not say that we're to bear the vegetables of the Spirit? <laughs> it doesn't say that. And you say, well, Pastor, that's just, no, it's, that's not an accident at all. You see, there are some vegetables that are absolutely not visible. Now, when I was growing, when I was, uh, growing up at home, we, uh, Dad was determined to keep us out of trouble. And so Dad not only had one garden, but we had two, and both were huge. And it was my job to go down there and weed the corn and weed the beans and pick the green beans and, and, uh, and all those things. And uh, I can remember, literally, I can remember spending hours in the garden. I can remember us being in the garden until dark and uh, working in the garden until dark. And, uh, you know, that, that's just what we did. But I also remember this. I remember us planting things like potatoes. But you didn't really see those potatoes until you dug them up. They weren't, they, they weren't visible. I'm talking about things like, uh, uh, I'm talking about things like radishes. I'm talking about things like carrots. I'm talking about things like beets and, and turnips. Those things are, are somewhat hid. But, but think about this, but fruit, fruit is what really sets a tree apart. Think about this. Now, this is just really tonight, my preaching is just common sense preaching, but it makes a lot of sense. Fruit is what really sets a tree apart. Now, you say, Pastor, what do you mean? Well, you know, there are a few guys in here that know a lot about landscaping and you know about, uh, uh, you know a lot about trees and things like that. But for us amateurs, I'm going to be honest with you, sometimes we have a hard time telling trees apart. For instance, how many know what the difference is between an oak and a maple or a poplar and a silver birch? Or how about this? How many know the difference between an English oak and a northern red oak or an elm or a green ash? Somebody says, oh yeah, that right there is a green ash, that right there is a maple, that right there is an oak, you know. Okay, there are some in this room that can do that, but not most of us. We just, we, we don't, you know, to, to look at a tree, especially trees that maybe aren't, you know, that predominant around here, to look at a tree, we really don't know what they are. But think about this. But when you see a lemon tree in full bloom, you don't look at it saying, there's a pine tree, right? There's a pine tree. Man, look at that pine tree. Isn't that a beautiful pine tree? If you do, <laughs> we need to have prayer for you tonight, don't we? No. And by the way, that, that, that's a perfect example. That's something that you just don't see a lot on the East Coast. And yet when we fly out west and visit with the children, it's everywhere. And man, you'll just be, you'll just be going by people's yards and there'll be a tree and it's just full of lemons. Just full of lemons. And you never look at that and say, well, look at that beautiful oak tree right there. Wow. No. 
You, you don't look at an orange tree that is full of fruit and mistake it for a maple. Now, this is what I'm saying. You know immediately what type of tree it is because of its visible fruit. Now, hold your place right there in Galatians chapter five, but I want you to turn over to Matthew chapter number seven with me tonight. Matthew chapter seven, and look at verse number 15 tonight. Matthew seven and verse number 15. And notice what our Lord teaches us here in the Gospel of Matthew, fruit is visible. It's not something that's invisible. It's not something that's hidden under the ground. Oh no, fruit is something that is distinguishable. It is something that stands out. Matthew seven fifteen. Jesus said, beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. Now look what the Lord says in verse 16. Ye shall know them by their, what? By their fruits. Look what he says. Do men gather grapes of thorns? In other words, hey, do people go out and, and pick grapes out of the briar patch? No. You might get some blackberries, but you're not going to pick grapes out of the briar patch. You're going you're to pick grapes off the grapevine. Is that, is that what he's saying? And so he says, do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? Do figs grow on, on the briar patch? No, uh, figs are gonna, gonna, gonna grow on a fig tree. Verse 17, even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Look at verse 20, he says it again. Wherefore, by their fruits, ye shall know them. Hey, church, this is simple, 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 but listen to me. Fruit is visible. Fruit's visible. Now, the truth of the matter is, we, we can relate that to society. You know, sometimes it's hard to distinguish who is what. I mean, you go to work and there's, a, you know, three or four, five, six redheads. And over here, there's, a, you know, a, a, a several folks that have blonde hair. And, and over here are some folks that are a little bit more healthy like me. And then over here, there's, you know, six or seven skinny people. And uh, you got skinny people and fat people and tall people and short people and redheads and blondes and brunettes and blackheads and all those kind of things. And, uh, and uh, you say, well, it's just all people. You know, you really can't tell who, who the saved ones are, who the lost ones are. No, 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 no. Oh, I don't believe that for a second. You see, fruit is visible. And if you are a born again child of God, you are gonna have some fruit that distinguishes your life from the rest of this lost world. So fruit is visible. But let me show you something else here real quickly. Number two, fruit is very specific. All right, take your Bibles and turn to the book of Genesis, Genesis chapter one, and look at verse number 11. Genesis chapter one and verse number 11. And notice what our Bible says here. Genesis chapter one, verse 11 says, and God said, let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed. Watch this, and the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind whose seed is in itself upon the earth, and it, was, and it was so. Now, I wanna make a very clear statement tonight. Fruit always bears the character of the tree that produces it. Yes. That's, that's worth saying again. 
Fruit always bears the character of the tree that produces it. In other words, if you are here tonight, okay, look, let's just see. Anybody here tonight have an apple tree in your yard or on your property? Anybody? Apple trees, apple trees? Okay, yeah, several, several. Wonderful. Uh, Brother Terry, you have an apple tree? Are you sure it's an apple tree? Are you really sure it's an apple tree? Yeah, yeah. Sir, Brother Terry never, you know, Brother Terry and Miss Jeanette don't get up and, and like, you know what, we're gonna go out and pick some, pick something off the apple tree. And a little bit later, Brother Terry comes back with a, a, a bucket, you know, and he says, man, Jeanette, look, look at all these beautiful oranges. Man, wow. I mean, they're just beautiful. Look at these things, they're just beautiful. And Miss Jeanette says, wow, you mean to tell me those oranges came off the apple tree? Yeah, can you believe that? No. I cannot believe that. Because fruit always bears the character of the tree that produces it. If you have a walnut tree on your property, you don't pick grapefruit from it. You get walnuts off of it. Because fruit always bears the character of the tree uh, that produces it. Listen, if a person is saved and spirit-filled, they will bear the character of the Holy Spirit. Now, I don't know how we ever got away from that in our churches but I'm afraid we better get back to it again. A tree always bears the character of the tree that produces it. And if you're saved, you're going to bear the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Now you say, Pastor, do you believe that somebody can stray away? Do you believe that somebody can fall away? Somebody can, you know, backslide, get out of the will of God? Yes. And there may be some times when a tree is un 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 unfruitful and there may be some times when a tree uh, is barren. Maybe it's a time of, uh, maybe a time of backsliding, maybe a time of uh, discouragement, maybe a time of, of disappointment. But here's the thing when the Spirit of God draws that person back to him, there should be fruit once again. That tree is gonna bear its fruit. Hey, church, listen. I mean, how else do you put this? Somebody can declare all day that a certain tree is an apple tree. Preacher, it's an apple tree. It's an apple tree. It's an apple tree. And you go out in the springtime and you pick up a bucket of plums and I say, man, that looks like plums. No, 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 no. This is an apple tree. And then the next go around, you go out there and you pick up a, a bucket of plums. And all day long, they want to they, they wanted declare, that is an apple tree. Friend, listen to me. If you're getting plums every single year, you know what you've got? You got a plum tree. And for people who say, I am saved. I'm saved. And yet they are bearing the works of the flesh. They're not bearing the fruit of the spirit. And, uh, and they say, hey, I, listen, I know, you know, I, I'm not, I, I'm not to, don't have any evidence in my life, but I'm saved, I'm saved, I'm born again, I'm going to heaven. I'm just telling us tonight that if you are really genuinely, I'm not saying you won't get away, I'm not saying you're not gonna stray occasionally, but I'm just saying this, if you're here tonight and you are genuinely birthed into the family of God, there is going to be some fruit that is gonna give it away that you are indeed a child of the living God. Yes, now somebody says, Pastor, okay, but when should a genuinely born child of God, when should they start bearing fruit? Well, the Lord answered that for me this week. And uh, so I want you to turn over to Colossians chapter number one. We're done, we're almost done, but, let's, but stay with me. When should 
somebody that is genuinely born again, when should they start bearing fruit? Should it be, you know, a year down the road, two years, three years down the road, uh, when should they start bearing fruit? Well, look what Paul says here to the church of Colossae. Colossians chapter one, verse five. Paul says, for the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, where have you heard before in the world, or, or in, before in the word of the truth of the gospel, verse six, Colossians one, verse six, which is coming to you as it is in all the world. Look at this. And bringeth forth fruit as it doth also in you. Look at the next line. Since the day ye heard of it and knew the grace of God in truth. Now church, listen to me. We're learning a great truth right here. I am not saying that if you have just been saved that you're gonna be able to get here and teach a Sunday school class like Brother Mike Horn did this morning. I'm not saying that at all. He testified this morning he's been saved for 56 years. And so I'm not telling you that you're gonna get saved and you're gonna turn into a Mike Horn or a Mike Hill or a Ronnie Looney or any, any of these other men. But I am saying this, according to the authority of the word of God, if you get legitimately born again and the spirit of God comes to live inside of you and you become the temple of the Holy Spirit, you are going to start bearing fruit right then. At least some kind. Now, if you've got a tree, if you've got a tree that you just planted recently, you know what? It might not bear that many apples the first few seasons. But after it matures, it starts bearing more and more and more. But it's going to bear. And so fruit is visible. Fruit is very specific. And we are done tonight. But look at this. Number three, fruit is vital to the Savior. All right, let's look. John chapter 15 tonight in your Bibles. John chapter 15, and we're gonna bring this thing to a close. John 15 and verse number eight. Wow, look what the Bible tells us here. Here again, our Lord is speaking. He's teaching here. If you have a red letter edition Bible, you'll notice this is all in red. The Lord Jesus Christ is speaking. John 15, eight, the Bible says, herein is my Father glorified that ye bear what? Much fruit. Herein is my Father glorified that ye bear much fruit. So shall ye be my disciples. Same chapter. Skip down to verse number 16. Verse 16. Jesus says, ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that ye should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain, that whatsoever you shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it you. Listen, if you're here tonight and you're saved, you're born into the family of God, there is a reason you're not in heaven tonight. You know why you're here? You know why you're still breathing earthly air? Because God has a purpose for your life. <laughs> And you say, well, preacher, you don't know where I came from or you don't know what my past is. Listen, I don't know where you came from and I don't know what your past is and you can't do anything about your past, but thank God you can do everything about your future. And if you're here tonight, listen, hang your past. If you've been saved, go forward and serve the Lord Jesus Christ. And God wants to use you in a great way to bring not just fruit, but to bring much fruit. Sometimes I ask you a question, we're done. Is your life bearing much fruit? You say, well, preacher, I'm bearing a couple blooms. And if you are, if you've just recently been saved, praise the Lord for that. If you're at least bearing some blooms, praise the Lord. 
But if you're here tonight and you've been saved for a little while, hey, church, it's time to get with the program. And it's time that you start praying, Holy Spirit, bear your fruit through me. I yield myself to you. Man, I don't want to just spin my wheels and go through the motions. And, you know, listen, Lord, I want people to know I'm a lemon tree. I want people to know I'm an orange tree. I want people to know. I don't want them to look at me and think, you know, I don't know if he's saved or lost. No, no. I want them to look at me and say, oh, man, that guy's a Christian. That lady, she loves Jesus. How do you know? Because she's got the fruit in her life that's visible to show it. Let's bow our heads tonight. Father, thank you for this simple, simple word tonight. Lord, I pray that it's made sense, and I pray that it's, that it's been a help, and I pray that it will challenge every one of us, Father, to bear the fruit of the Spirit. Lord, tonight, help us to yield ourselves to the Spirit of God. And Holy Ghost, I pray that you will bear your fruit through our lives. Lord, help us to move away from that complicated lifestyle. Lord, help us to move away from the works of the flesh. God, help us not to live that life. By the way, I think there are some folks here tonight, and that is their desire. They wouldn't be here if that weren't the case. Lord, they want to move further and further away from the works of the flesh. And they want the Spirit of God to bear fruit through their life. Father, tomorrow when we go into work, I pray that our coworkers will see our fruit. Lord, when we walk into the class, I pray that our schoolmates, Father, will see the fruit. Lord, when we visit with our, our lost family members, I pray that they will look at our life and see the fruit of the Spirit, visible, visible, a dead giveaway. That person's been born again. And our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. How many are here this evening? And uh, you say, Pastor, if I died tonight, I am not sure that I would go to heaven. And I want you to pray for me tonight. Is there anybody like that? You just slip your hand up. Preacher, pray for me. If I died, I'm not sure about heaven. Would you pray for me? Anybody? Anybody? If you're watching by way of live stream tonight and you say, Pastor, it's me. I don't know for sure that I'm saved. Hey, I want you to raise your hand right now. If you're on live stream, raise your hand. There's a number on the bottom of your screen right now, 704-327-5662. I want you to call that number, please. Call that number right now. And we have somebody who wants to tell you about the Lord Jesus Christ and how you can get saved. Hey, child of God, are you bearing much fruit? If not, why don't you come like some already have and just do business with the Lord tonight? Would you stand with us all over the house? Our heads are bowed. Holy Spirit, would you work right now? God, you've been, you've been working in a very unique way all day today. And I'm thankful, Lord, even throughout the afternoon, things have been happening. And we're very grateful, Lord, that the Spirit of God is moving. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would use even a simple, simple word like it's been brought tonight. But God, help us to be determined that the fruit of the Spirit is gonna be visible. It's gonna be visible in our life. God, tonight, work in hearts. If there are those who need to come around the altar, I pray you'd help them to come right now. Maybe somebody needs to, to rededicate their life to Jesus. 
Maybe somebody needs to join the church. Maybe someone needs to, to just come back to the Lord. Maybe somebody needs to be saved. God, I pray that you would work and just uh, have your way. And Lord, we thank you. And our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. Folks are coming. Hey, if you need to come, now's a great time. Would you come while we wait?